We are here in the Camp Vibes podcast. My name is Christian Warren. I am your host. And as you noticed, there was some new music. So we'll probably play that music um, in the future. A little bit better sounding for the podcast. But let's get into it. Um, We're going to talk about the jack of all trades, someone who has done a lot in camping ministry. And we are here with my guest, Bill Walton. Bill, how are you doing today? I'm very well today. Thanks for having me. <laughs> is this your first podcast ever? This is the first podcast oh, ever. Man. Do you listen to podcasts? I do. Okay, so this, I don't know if it's as good of a recording as your other podcast, but we'll <laughs> we'll try here. Um, Bill is a friend of mine. He also works at Mission Springs. Do you have an official title? I do. Okay, yeah, what is that? The Director of Marketing and Development. Marketing and Development. And... Okay, before we get into your history of uh, camp, um, you what do you do currently here? And then we'll kind of work backwards a little bit. That sounds good. Uh, more recent transition back into the marketing and development, which I started when I first arrived at Mission Springs. And then um, during the kind of the middle years, um, I was in the, involved in the sales and services of, of Mission Springs. So marketing and development, let's say I'm an intern at Mount Hermon. What does that mean? means that I am involved in the fundraising element, the development, uh, fund development of Mission Springs. Uh-huh. And then the marketing would also be the communications and the, uh, um, the helping of getting the word out about Mission Springs, helping the various departments. So you're the guy, for those who might not know, who does the missionaire. Yes, okay. the missionaire. So, which is a, a publication that Mission Springs publishes for family camp, and then like quarterly, we send it to all Mission Springs people. That's correct. So, yeah, do you actually drive around at two a.m. and deliver that to people's doorsteps? Absolutely not. <laughs> we have a team of folks that we call the newsies. Okay, and uh, it's basically the summer staff that uh, volunteer to do that. Usually, it's around six thirty in the morning. After okay. sometimes. The the paper is still warm off the press. When I wake up for Frontier Ranch, it's around five o'clock over the summer. I leave my house by about six to get to camp, and there is a piece of paper on my doorstep. Awesome. So, so that's never you. That's not me. I, I produce it and print it and put it in the envelope. I did not know this. But uh, my, my newsies are the deliverers of that. Before we get into your life story here, <laughs> I have a question, and I've wanted to ask this. I'll save this. I, I was told that at some point in your tenure here at Mission Springs, you wanted to be referred to as William. William, I'm not sure. I'm not sure who told you that. It is totally untrue. So you've been referred to as Bill this whole time. (laughs) This whole time is Bill. I write my name as William. You do a lot of times. Yes. Ah, I think it was our our registrar car, and she was like, "Oh, one at one point in time, he wanted to be called William." That's not true, huh? (laughs) During my during my uh, formative years, maybe I I don't think so. (laughs) That okay. So. Let's rewind. Rewind. You, you have done so many things in camping ministry. Like it's unbelievable. If I were like, we're gonna learn all of it. But James and I have talked. Just like I feel like you've done pretty much every job there is. Close to, uh, quite a few. Quite, quite a few over the years. Yes. So. How'd you start? Where'd you start? You didn't grow up here, obviously. No, I grew up in Texas, in Houston. And so my first exposure to any type of camping or retreat was through the Ministry of Young Life. And that was a ski camp 
So that was where they would take kids to. You were a camper. I was a camper. Okay, correct. So that was all, my whole my whole goal in life was to go skiing. So when I found out that this group called Young Life went skiing, I said, "Well, I'm going to settle up next to Young Life and go skiing." And it turns out, you know, there was a lot more to going to Young Life than <laughs> skiing. As sure. I as I came to find out, this might be a dumb question, but where do you ski in Houston, Texas? You do not ski in Houston, Texas. You <laughs> ski in Colorado. Most yeah, it's the state, Colorado is, you know, half Texans, I would think, during the wintertime. Really? Probably. So is that, I know that in Colorado they have a frontier ranch out there. Correct. Is we, that where you went? No, we, we went to some other resorts, uh, oh, Breckenridge, cool. yeah, okay. so we would stay at different places. Um, frontier was a little farther away than uh, what we wanted. But So 16-year-old Bill Walton? That's right. Uh, I'm trying to think it was uh, 1973. Were you religious? Uh, no, no, did not know, did not have just faith in Christ. Ski. Just wanted to be uh, going to ski. So I started going to Young Life every Monday night, oh, uh, and it was a big deal. Young Life was a totally. big deal in my high school, um, and we had uh, upwards of you know 175 to 250 at a time going to this, going wow. basically to club. Okay, and then I got to know them, went skiing. Had a great skiing time. wasn't on a regular basis. This was a this was a one retreat. a one time th- a one time your thing. basic winter retreat. Correct for okay. about five days worth of skiing, and then, then so I kind of got hooked. One got hooked with Young Life yep. and what they were saying. C- took a couple years to for the message to sink in, uh-huh. and then after that, uh, you know, continued to uh, basically volunteer with Young Life, and yep. then that's where the camping element came into play. So you are just an attendee of these things over the years. You're in high school, and at some point you graduate. Right. Um, When do you start to transition from, I'm the guy that goes to these camps to then now I'm going to volunteer at these camps. Well, it was after my coming to faith in Christ, uh, after my senior year. And it was again, another young life, uh, college retreat, college, uh, college prep retreat, I guess you call it. And basically where the guy said, you know, if you've heard this message all your life and you've never really made a decision, you're kind of on the fence, you've made a decision you know, to not make a decision. So, right. so I came to faith in Christ and, uh, because I'd heard enough about who he was. And then, so that was kind of the young life side of things. And so after that point, the following summer in 76, uh, volunteered to be on work staff, uh, in a camp in North Carolina for young uh, life called Windy Gap, Windy Gap, Windy Gap. So that's a young life camp. What is, when someone says, Young Life Camp. What does that mean? Young Life is that's you know they do year round. They do the ministry once right. a week, uh, relational ministry with folks, get to know them, and then their their camps are set up so week long, kind of in, I don't say intensive, but basically intensive fun right. where they bring the kids away in these stellar locations with these these camps that are just over the top with sure. activity for high school kids and uh, just just over-the-top experiences. And sure. so um, that's what a summer camp is. They continue to do other retreats, i.e. They, they continue to do ski camps, anywhere where they can gather kids together, go do something uh, where they can just build into them. So, so I guess I've heard the term Young Life Camp. This is I don't know much about camps. You know what I mean? Like this is a pretty nationwide thing, right? Yes. So, yeah. so I know Young Life is nationwide, but there's 
there's a lot of young life camps. Yes, yeah, like specific I, to young life. Oh yeah, they wow. they they, they uh, go. They look for properties, the areas. You know, they what they do is they look for a property that is within an X amount of hour drive from where the where the predominant young life work is going on. So okay. yeah, so they don't have to travel for days at a time to get to a camp. So they'll they'll start to purchase camp in, in certain regions of the country. And at the time I was doing it, there was probably I think maybe ten to twelve of these camps. There's uh, and I had never been to any of the summer camps at mm-hmm. this point. But um so now today because you were a ski rat, um, I was a ski rat. You know, I, all, all I knew was I was a going Texas up, ski rat. yeah, going up to some place. We cool. we did we did end up going uh, spring break. We we, we took um, another ski camp to their adult facility called Trail West, and that was the first time we'd kind of done skiing out of a young life camp for us. I but, did not know that there, all these things existed. It's it, they're all over now. So so this one that you start at, I forget the name of it. Windy Gap. Windy Gap. Yes. That's where you start. I always kind of funnily say it's the space between your ears. <laughs> <laughs> and this this was located where in the Asheville, North Carolina. Okay, and, how, and or Weaverville, actually Weaverville. And they had an open position. Yeah, yeah, they do. And they we had there was several of us that went. I think three of us. We drove out from Texas. Our, our young life leader was going to be one of the on uh, the staff there. They have the mm. program team, and and I think he might have been the head counselor as part of this thing. So we found out about it, got on board, uh, went out ahead of time before our kind of assignment started. It's usually four weeks at a time, and. They call it a work staff. So it was kind of a combined high school and college age kids who basically volunteer for the week to run the camp so that the kids can... You know, do their thing, and this is just one week deal. This was no, this was four weeks. Four so weeks, this okay. was a full on month. We went out a week ahead of time for a leadership retreat wow. as well, because again, at that point, I'm uh, I'm a year into my faith, and and I'm saying, hey, I, I need more. So right. got to this uh, leadership retreat, and basically got to do the retreat, and then there was about three or four days that everybody left, and it was just me and these two other folks that were there with the property staff, mm. just spending. Uh, on this, uh, I don't know how many acres this place is, but it was pretty solo time with these guys and sure. got to know them, and it was, it was excellent. So you're a college student and just volunteering for five weeks? Correct. That's uh, very nice of you. It was. It's. A, it's Your service it's, was appreciated. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> Young Life. That's how they do succeed. Is that there's a lot of these camps. You know, you you train before you go there, right? Uh, and then you you're set up to do that. So they obviously it it benefits them financially huge to have this kind of volunteer crew totally. to come in and do that for them. And it's very popular. I mean, you're you're on. There's wait lists for to get on these things. Really? Yeah. Um. So you. Are still young. Yep. Um, you go from this camp to another camp, or how long are you at this one? Well, this one I'm here for four weeks straight. This just but year year wise. Year wise. Uh, how many years were you there? Just at the, just that one. Just time. that just that one time was okay. the one experience, and then so then uh, from. You know, I was a Honda Wrangler, so I I I dealt with the Hondas, and uh, they did these trail these little trail bikes, and so I so was. That was your first job in camping ministry. Was a trail bike uh, Wrangler, Wrangler, Honda Wrangler. Wow, you're talking like so. I ride Honda Elite scooters. These are like what these the Anderson kids ride around. Seventies, yeah, the Honda seventies. I used to have day. one of those too. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. So that was your first job ever. 
uh, pretty much. Wow. Other than other than in camping, other than being a lifeguard prior to all that stuff. But sure. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So camping job, and then that went to where? From there, um, you know, back into school and was volunteering with Young Life uh, at the school, the college that I went to, um, and then the next summer was in, was involved in being a uh, a counselor at a backpack. What what back then they called it. Uh, um, oh, I forgot what they called it now. It's been so long. Like backpacking on different ba- trails. Yeah, was, you make your own like. Yeah, they called it stress camping, actually, is what it was. <laughs> it was young Life Stress Camping. So you'd, you'd uh, it, back in the um, uh, San Juan Mountains of Colorado, we, you took these uh, backpack trips. And so one of the, uh, in back in Houston, the uh, the guy who was leading the Young Life there didn't have, uh, they needed some extra help. And so I went as a counselor for that um, wow. as part of, again, that was their, that was a separate part of what Young Life did. But it was a uh, week-long backpack trip up in the San Juan Mountains of Colorado. So you go from a trail bike guy to a counselor on trails, but with uh, backpacks. Correct. Um, were you into that stuff? Yeah, it was real. Yes, I was. It was a lot of fun. So you were like an active kid. Uh, most definitely. Really? Absolutely. At what, at what point did you meet Mary Jean? At so, Somewhere around here, right? Yeah, yeah at, in high school. In, we, oh, in high school. High yeah. school sweethearts. High school sweethearts, yeah. Wow. We, so she knew you as Mr. Active. She, yes, very much so. I, I played sports through high school and then... Um, it makes sense that Disney and Disneyland and like those things you like. Yes. Because uh, your brain active. has to be activated at all times. Engaged completely. Correct. Interesting. Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yes. So, so you're a trend guide slash counselor right um and how many years do you do that that was uh, again for that one summer one for uh the, the summer experience was a one week long type do you of think thing. these camps are still in existence oh yeah oh so, yeah so it's the same same concept oh absolutely oh, it, okay. they've only expanded you know since the late 70s or correct 80s. oh yeah okay. they've they've doubled probably in their number of major properties wow. at least doubled and then they also have these backpack camps that coming out come out of certain areas so, they, so where do we go from here? Well, from there, um, we were back at uh, college, and we would do. We would also take our kids that we were working with, volunteering with, mm-hmm. on retreats. And so we would take retreats out to this little place called Enchanted Rock, which was Fredericksburg, Texas, is a couple hours away. And we would um, head out and go do a weekend camp to just to get away from everything. And it was this big granite half dome rock that we would camp at at the base and, and go from there and uh, spend the weekend. And so we would continue to do those type of things throughout the year through school. Yeah. And then summer hits and what's the next camp you hop to summer camp, summer hits. And uh, to be honest, I'm thinking I, I don't remember what we did. Um, Took a break, got married probably, in there somewhere. Probably, yeah, took a break at some okay. at that point in time. <laughs> right. Probably started thinking about graduating from school. Definitely okay. reengaged. You, know, we Mary Jean and I had been uh, dating for uh, six six and a half years at this wow. point, and then we got married right out of college. Okay, so um, like 22, 23? At twenty two, yeah, twenty two years old. Man. And then at that point, uh, needed some more education just in my faith, so headed off to seminary to be in. Uh, just to get that education in Dallas go, Seminary, Dallas Seminary, DTS, in Dallas, DTS, Dallas right. Theological Seminary, and you you graduated from there. Graduated from there, uh, in in the in the process of in in the midst of going to school, uh, we had our first child, and uh, which kind of changed the direction of really what I wanted to do in ministry. So I think at that point, I had felt like I had not really had a church background. Mm. Uh, it was it was mainly a young life background and in the how they did how they did ministry, right. Um, 
And so at that point, I, you know, I was getting my education to kind of bolster my faith and some of my knowledge that I didn't have. Um, so it kind of came to a kind of came to a crossroads where you go, do I want to go into the mm. church ministry or maybe do I want to uh, go back into do some young life work? Mm. And kind of in the midst of that schooling, uh, we had some friends of ours that were starting a, a camp in New Braunfels, Texas, called TRM Sports Camp, and they were just getting it going. The family was had some land at a, at a tennis ranch, and they created a nonprofit and that they wanted to have this ministry at. And so, you being the active sports guy in the first phone call. So I wasn't the first one, but I was probably <laughs> the, maybe the second or third. Okay. All right. And so uh, they had a director that was there and they wanted somebody to come in and do programming. Yeah. And so I would spend my summers during the, uh, really the summer of 1981, uh, oh, wow. It was kind of previous that, or in '82, it actually got going, and so in '82 so really we would got go, this thing off the ground. We we were we were part of the part of the, the team. Launch. We were part of the team that launched it. Correct. Wow. Yeah. So smaller smaller when it first started. It was only like, and you started out as director. Started you, out as a program director. Program director. Okay. Yeah. So basically brought the kind of the young life model of uh, fun and then friendship evangelism and relational evangelism to the kind of to that part of. Uh, that ministry, mm-hmm. and uh, we, we taught sports, and so I, and then since I had done sports, I was part of the kind of the teaching some of the football and some of the baseball. It's amazing that so like we run Frontier Ranch. You have Conference Center down here. Like we're we exist in kind of this bubble of camping where um, we like have a certain way of doing camping, but there are sports camps out there, and oh, that's like another way of doing camping. Absolutely, yeah. It was the tool. It's the right. tool that you got the kids that they knew that they were going to be taught sports, but they also knew it was a Christian sports camp. So, so we would integrate Bible study in the morning, teaching sport, you know, later that morning, that afternoon, some other things. Yeah. Later that night, kind of a basically a young life club, if you will, singing right. skits, yeah. fun and games, and just and that's just a whole other model of camp. Correct. Yeah, yeah. There were there were several other entities out there at that point. Canicook out yeah. of uh, Missouri was doing that. They were leading the charge, and mm. so th- this family that we started with had a relationship with them. And so we, we did a lot of stuff in similarity. Um, Dang. So yeah. So you were doing that as program director. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sure, you know, it wasn't a huge staff, right? No, it wasn't. We so probably, you were kind of doing all the jobs. Yeah. There was a lot of stuff there. Um, you, you had your counselors. I didn't have, I wasn't in a cabin with the kids at that mm-hmm. point. So I had a family. So we were, we were a little bit removed. We were another part of the property, but, um, anything programming wise, getting up in the morning, going, you know, basically this your summer schedule, which is rise and shine <laughs> and, and go to bed with them. Yep. So for 11 <laughs> weeks and then, that uh, sounds very familiar. Yeah. So we would do a lot of, we do a lot of photography stuff, a lot of the slideshow things. I was, that was kind of the, uh, uh, a real passion of mine to do that. It was back in the day when you were, we were creating our own codaliths title slides and like those little cards with the picture inside of it. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> with titles and you had to make, you had to, you know, wow. you were creating those in the dark room and, and then you'd put them in a projector and you'd have a, a dissolve unit. So we were having a, started off with a two projectors dissolve. So units is that when the, your love for the technology, yeah. and like that started then? Yeah. And we, Cause we, you're still into that stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, 
to today's technology is is vastly improved <laughs> compared. Sure, you could put a slideshow together in in no time at all compared to what we were doing before. So right, yeah, basically we had to take the pictures, go get the go get the slides done in a two hour, bring them back, look at them, put them in, and then uh, basically sync the slideshow to some pre recorded music. I was just gonna ask, was there some music in the background? Oh, big yeah. time! Yeah, we had we had big uh, cool. these big reel to reel. Uh, units and uh, and um, I bet that was pretty cutting edge back then. It was it was you good. were probably one of the only camps doing that. I don't know. I mean, I, I it was definitely a, a fun thing. I learned a lot of some of that stuff uh, from Dallas Seminary. There was a excellent excellent um, audiovisual department at Dallas oh, Seminary, cool. and uh, these guys were just over the top uh, good with that. And how many years were you at this camp? Um, I was at the camp for seven years. Seven years. Yeah, started off the programming for the first three years, and then the last four years be- actually became the director. Big guy. Uh, big guy. <laughs> one of the one of the guys right. basically there, but the the previous director left, and then uh, and then so I was able to step in since I had that ex- experience and right. knowledge of it. Man, so you go from a trail bike guy mm-hmm. to a director of a camp. Yeah, and uh, the, in and about ten years. Uh, dad was probably even a little bit less. Yeah, I would say maybe oh, ten man. years. Yeah, it's big time. It was. It was. It was fun. I mean, and it, again, during that time, we uh, while we were in seminary, we were doing this during the summer. The first two summers, we did it only in the summertime. Then we would go back home to Dallas and finish. You know, do the schoolwork. Right. 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 And then it. Then there was kind of this. This and. It, actually, when we were back in seminary, I was doing volunteer young life work in. Uh, Irving, Texas. So, so we were we were volunteering over there, and it, there kind of came a point where we had to decide: Do we go with the Young Life Ministry as a full time after we graduate, uh-huh. or do we go into camping? Because that's uh-huh. kind of what we had continued to be doing. Right. Young Life, I loved the Young Life camping, and the direct ministry was a little bit different than that. And then you had uh, kind of killed two birds with one stone, if you will, with the, this other. Um, sports camp. So we decided right. at that point to go with the sports camp. We're going to go with full camping. Time. Yeah, we're going to go with camping full time. Mary Jean was on board with that? Absolutely. She, right. she liked that a lot. Um, so at some point, you come to California. Right. We, what, what what happened there? Um, our time at TBRM, kind of, we decided at that point it's probably time for us to go ahead and leave. Okay. Um, and then we put our name out. Um, we kind of went to these, uh, at that point it was, uh, CCI Christian camping international is what it was called oh, today. Like the website. The actual, yeah, we put our resume into that organization and then, uh, decided to go to a, one of their annual, um, the annual conference that they put on Okay, and brought my resume with me and, uh, had heard about, uh, that there was probably some young life openings at that point okay. in the camping in, on some of their properties. And so, so you're just kind of going around so going, here's my app. Here's my uh, yeah, I went, I went uh, we spent the money to go to the, uh, the conference in order to kind of get our name out there inside the camping. And there was this small little regional camp in uh, San Diego County, uh, that was looking for a property manager. And we, uh, got a, basically I turned my resume in to, to a guy at, at his door who was attending the conference. He was part of the Young Life staff, uh-huh. turned it in. That was in, uh, early December, didn't hear a peep from anybody until uh, probably the the middle to the end of uh, February, and thought, okay, well, I guess I'm still looking for something else. You know, because that point we kind of brought our time to an end in December, the end of December, January. Okay. So we were kind of looking for the next step, and uh, then I got a call 
uh, asking if I was still looking for some work from this guy that they, they kind of turned their resume over to the people in that area, that right. region. And this guy called me and said, hey, you, you still interested? So we said, yeah. So what's uh what's a property manager? Property manager is basically the the person who's in charge of the property uh, year round. So they they oversee type stuff. No, or? it was it was overseeing everything. So you oversee oh, wow. you oversee maintenance, you oversee the the finances, the food service. I mean, oh, okay, so kind of like an operations the, director yeah, or something. Correct. Interesting. Wow. So so was that was that a step back in your opinion going from director to not the top guy no not no not really because i think the, the with the time that we came to an end at TBRM we had been doing you, you know you when you do the camping thing we were doing 90 hours a week for 11 weeks and uh, I don't know what you're talking about yeah <laughs> there you go so when you get to the end of that time in uh, in the end of August uh, right. you're just fried mm-hmm. and um, and our family was fried you know I was pouring everything into that time and and I think the the staff the counselors knew me better than uh, my family did and during that time in Texas we we had our second child and um and it was it was just a blur. Some of that stuff is just a blur on those early years with the family. So, for us to be able to pull back and say, you know, we we need a different we need a different type of ministry, uh, a, a different, different schedule, pace of life, yeah, maybe. a different schedule. I feel and, like I'm in that season a little yeah, bit, yeah, <laughs> but yeah. I'm figuring it out. Yeah, because so. because when the, you know in the Texas camp we would we would end the camp and we would take a couple weeks break and then we would get right back on the trail because right. we started doing we started doing these little parties at the at the campers' house to kind of keep the camper thing going and then uh, and then you went on the trail the big trail for looking for staff and so you'd spend several months doing the staff thing and then in the summertime you'd be getting non-stop thing a non-stop <laughs> thing and uh i know what you're talking about and I, it, it kind of came to it came to a realization that i hadn't been doing a, a real good job as being a dad when my my older son who was a seven at that point you know we were playing baseball a little bit out in the field and i said you know run run to first base and he took off to third and I went, oh man, <laughs> I had I not, probably I have not done my job. <laughs> I need this. you as sports guy. You <laughs> yeah. would expect your son I, to run to first base. I was I was pretty disappointed to myself that uh, he didn't know where first base was. So I'm going to have some sort of test when Sage is seven, and she's going to ask something, and and if she doesn't know it, then that'll be my signal of like maybe I should slow down this camp. Spend thing. a little more time with the family. Yeah. So you go to San Diego. Yep. So uh, we got caught. We came out for an interview. Loved the place. Mm-hmm. Uh, loved us. They had this, just a great board of people who were on this uh, on this team, um, and uh, got there. Basically, our first camp uh, was June. I think we started uh, like June first, June third, something like that nature and uh, hit the ground running young life at that point was this particular camp was doing junior high camps Mm -hmm. and then they're also doing a lot of conference center stuff so when when we weren't doing young life work we were doing uh basically church retreats guest groups guest groups out to to our camp so how long did you do that that was there for 11 years 11 years yes dang man so same job same job kept that 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 one stayed pretty consistent now at that point too i when one of the things I found out too is when they tell me 
uh, when they, when someone tells you, hey, if you know anybody who does food service, so you might want to bring them along with you, that was that should have been an indicator that um, I might have to be getting in the kitchen because when we arrived there, they didn't have a they didn't have a <laughs> ah, solid okay. uh, food service director, and so uh, I spent I spent a lot of time learning learning how to do uh, kitchen food service as well. So when I first got started, I got started in the food service industry, and I almost like I feel like sometimes I'm I'm like not critical, but because I had that experience in the kitchen, yep. I just have a different understanding of the kitchen or like a different empathy sometimes for the kitchen than other people do. Absolutely, because if you've never done it, it it's like oh this should just happen, you know, and it's like it's not how it works. Yeah, you know? <laughs> I, th- I learned how to do um, what was it uh, a spinach lasagna for two hundred ladies. Ooh, that was one of my first. <laughs> the main ladies meals. groups are tough. They man. are, but and, and so I found out that uh, you, you might be able to get away with not having a maintenance guy. So it's, you know some things you can defer some of your maintenance, but sure. for a meals, there's three day there's three meals a day, and there ain't no deference on that. And everyone expects. A a belly that's full yep. versus, and this is not a knock on any facilities guys. They're probably going to complain about the food more than they are that the parking lot's not blown. You know <laughs> yes. what I mean? Yeah. Um, so I get it, hundred percent. So you did many jobs in that role. Yeah, it was a, it was a small operation with a small staff. So okay. we had a we had a, a a maintenance guy and we had a food service person and we had a housekeeper and that was. For the most part, it and so we started to build build it up. And, and at some point, you probably did all of those jobs. Oh yeah, yeah. You you help out when you're when For you're sure. in a small operation. Uh, all hands are always on deck. Totally. Yeah. And same same for me at Camp Hammer. I was housekeeper one day. I was maintenance guy the next, and then right. I worked in the kitchen. Yeah. And and the beauty the beauty of Young Life camping is that when again when they when they bring in their folks in when you start their your Young Life camp they have a whole team a program team that they bring in. So now we're right, back to the right. now we're back to the work crews and the summer staffs and all of the program. So they take care of that element. You get this influx of personnel to help you do your thing. So I'm still I still was responsible for the property side of things, making sure things were but not working, program. but not the program. Yeah. And, so you just get things ready for the group to show up. And then I'm I'm part of the leadership they, okay. with, with the group. I, I work in in tandem with the guys who are heading the heading the camp up. And then they leave. And then they and you leave. reset again. We reset again with a whole nother crew and we <laughs> do it all over again and uh and we do that for all summer long and then then, then the end of the summer comes and now we're back into the, the conference guest right. group stuff. So eleven years of that. Yep. Phone calls um, at night. Couple a couple spinach lasagnas here and there. Yep. And then Mission Springs comes along. Yep. Then that then that job kind of comes to an end, uh, and then put the same thing, put the resume out to various places. Did you go to the CCI conference? And... Not not at this point. Okay. I put my resume up in uh, call Intercristo was where I kind of put my initial resume. Is that a website or it's a it's a it's an entity, a ministry that's up in the northwest. Okay. Uh, Intercristo, and it was a basically a kind of a clearinghouse too for for Christian jobs and people All like right. that. And uh, that's when Brian Hayes found my uh, resume online, and then we met. Had um, Brian, so Brian Hayes used was, to be the director here at Mission Springs. Correct. Was he director at that point? Yes. Okay, so he had just he, moved into the director role. He just had done that, and so he was looking, basically, he, at that point, he was looking to kind of replace himself. Gotcha, fill was, his position. Correct. Okay. And so he was he was doing that, and so we met kind of halfway. Uh, he, might, he might have actually been at a... Uh, 
CCI convention in uh, Desert Palm <laughs> Desert because that's where we met. Okay, so you ha- you have no affiliation with Mission Springs. You just threw your resume out there, and some someone grabbed it. Brian, obviously, and you yeah hit it off or whatever. Got hired. Clearly. Correct. Um, and what was, so your first role here was kind of to replace what Brian had done, which, which was what? Marketing and development. Marketing development. So you started at that. Yes. And I believe this is year 17 for you? Uh, here at Mission Springs. At Mission Springs. Yeah. Correct. So what, what, I know that it's been like, you've done all of the above, but what what kind of are the different job titles you've had over the years? Here at Mission Springs, was yeah. really was started off the uh, marketing and development and then kind of slid over into just doing the marketing with uh, the sales element and helping group with the sales. services, group yep. sales, kind of guest group sales. Yep. Um, and that's where, and then so it's then now it's back into kind of the marketing and development side of things. So, and this is, I think, the part of camp that not many people understand is like, even though we're a medium-sized organization, we have a lot of staff, not every job is filled here at camp. You know what I mean? Like, like I wouldn't, I wouldn't consider the marketing guy, I wouldn't think that the marketing guy is supposed to help with internet. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or like, when we need new sound equipment, it's not the marketing guy's job, right? A lot of At times, most yes. places, yeah. most places. So, if you're big, if you're big enough to have that many staff or that many um, um, isolated, you know, departments. But so, in camping world, in camping world, you're gonna you're gonna have to wear a lot of hats. You got to wear a lot of hats. A lot and of that, hats. That's maybe the point of kind of just listening to your whole story. Is like you have worn so many hats, and then even. Currently, you have a title, right? but you also wear so many other hats. So let's go through some of those hats. Okay. I know some of them. Okay. You somehow gotten put in charge of our phones. <laughs> yeah. Okay? Yeah. By default. <laughs> yep. Okay. So you somehow got in charge of basically all wireless internet around here. Right. It was, again, same thing, a, a need where I felt like there wasn't, uh, there wasn't anybody in place. So... Um, Going to the going to the people who understand and know that kind of stuff. Again, some of the things is that you know if you see the need, you may not necessarily have the the wherewithal or the the uh, experience to do it, even the education. But you kind of find the people who can do it because right. you know it needs to get done. Right. And so that's that that was one of the things in terms of the technology is just how do we stay up with technology, and that's when you bring in other people alongside. So right. I don't necessarily know it. I just know that Somehow it needs to happen. Somehow you're the guy. Yeah. Like if it, I have a question about internet, it's like, I'll just email Bill. Well, point person at this point. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and we're giving we're giving more of that away. Right. Okay. So then um, let's think. Uh, somehow you've been deemed the outdoor lights guy. If there's lights that need to be put outdoors, <laughs> uh, you're that guy too? Well, it probably started as the uh, as the Christmas decorator. I mean, in terms of... Okay, yeah. Let's, yeah. let's get there in a second. Oh, this yeah. podcast is going to like stop real quick. So oh, give me two get... seconds. Okay. Um, all right. We'll be right back. So we're going to start back in Texas. <laughs> <laughs> nope. We're, we are good now. Um, all right. So you're you're the light guy. The Christmas light guy. Yeah. I mean, uh, a lot of it is, again, when you see something programmatically or some an idea that you want to see fulfilled, um, 
a lot of it is you're kind of bringing maybe some of the things that you've done in the past and you want to kind of see some things going on. So one of the elements was that we, I didn't see much decoration around here, any kind of theming during some of the seasons. Are you a festive guy? Oh, yeah. Most most definitely. (laughs) Yeah. Your house is really decorated during Christmas? Do we do that together? My wife and I, we make sure it's... Like all the holidays. Easter? Easter, not so. I mean, it's hard. It's hard to decorate Easter. I yeah. mean, it, in terms of that. So right, the, the, holi- the holidays when you can really theme it out. Right. Absolutely. So uh, we did that big in these other camps, and so when we got here, it was, it was easy to say, "Hey, this would really look pretty if we just kind of started to do so." Basically, I just kind of took it upon myself as, and part of that marketing element would be in, in terms of just how you're perceived out in the, you know, how you're public perceived in the, in the public eye and totally. the community. And, and so it, it was really easy for us to get in there and just go buy the stuff and get everybody to decorate. But if you've ever thought of it this way, like, let's say you were to retire someday, right? And somebody were to come in and take your job. Mm-hmm. I don't think in the job description it would say you're in charge of Christmas lights. That's right. It doesn't. <laughs> or you're in charge of, uh, you know, whatever the case may be. You know, sure. somehow at some point you got put in charge of vehicles yeah. and, like, keeping them gassed up or whatever. <laughs> right. And then, and, you know, I feel like things have ebbed and flowed, obviously. Sure. Yeah, and again, it has everything to do with the size of an operation, how much. Yes. If, if you can specialize in something, then you'll, you'll have those people who can specialize. One of the examples was one of the first times one of our new staff members was there and was still learning everything about Mission Springs and I was up on top of the dining hall putting putting the Christmas lights up and she asked me what was I doing up on the roof putting Christmas lights I say it's what we do yeah <laughs> it's what we do around here we you, decorate you, well and you're just a part of every little thing that in a normal job, you probably wouldn't be in charge of all those things. Um, but camping as Josh Anderson said to us, yes, it's a lifestyle kind of a thing. Absolutely. So summarizing a lot of this, and this is maybe getting to the heart of why you've done this for so long. Um, you have done so many different jobs and you've worked at different camps. You've done jobs that oftentimes are not, um, Uh, how do I like when you work as the counselor on the trails with these kids, you're like right there telling them about Jesus. You're seeing life change happen right in front of you. Do you know what I mean? And then you've transitioned into different type jobs that are less seen from a public eye. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, How do you keep perspective? Sure. Does that make sense? Absolutely. I think, I think it, it stems back from my, my days with young life in knowing that, um, you know, there's, there's a lot of different parts to presenting the gospel. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I was involved in all of the different parts. One actually from being in a club where you lead the, you know, you lead other kids or you lead another people along the way and you're, you're with them talking spiritual truths. And then you're, you're, taking them on trips. So now you're organizing and you're, you're behind the scenes, making, making that adventure for them a reality. Um, and I think what I found too, is that, um, I really enjoyed playing, uh, playing the role of preparing, preparing a place and the tool, the, Mm -hmm. the avenue that they're going to hear the gospel. And so, so doing that gave, gave me a lot of satisfaction knowing that I was, um, 
all my work preparing for these guys to get to where I was going to be, right. it, that it would it would be a good experience because they had a good a good place to pull off. And it, I was not just it wasn't just the campers; it was the staff, all those people counting on me to make sure that this stuff kind of goes on. So, absolutely. Did that perspective though come later in life? Um, it did. I mean, it, it kind of it ebbed and flowed. You know, you you saw where. Um, you saw the importance of each of the different pieces, and um, I think the it just there was a, a sense that God was leading us, you know, our whole family, kind of into this arena where it was just a it was a fun to wear different hats. It was fun totally. to just to be writing checks one day and the next day you're out cutting grass or you're killing gophers. I mean, you're doing whatever you needed to do to make make it look good because you knew that in three or four months from now, it was going to, this place was going to be teeming with people right. and you wanted it to just be stellar. So I have a real, I have a real affinity toward um, property stuff and those kind of things. And, and that that's kind of what God was you know, stirring in me at that point. Ultimately, you want to, from essentially the piece of marketing information that we put out there all the way to, you know, the day that the guests leave, you want to present a place where people can hear the gospel. uh, And you, instead of being the guy up front you know, making this thing all rowdy and happen. It's like, actually, I'm going to step behind and make sure everything's dialed in to make sure that this group or this person has the best weekend of their life or the best week of their life. Is that? Yes. Um, Cause I, I think I spent many years being that upfront person. Right. And um, so that goes away after a while. Uh, it it does, but it's just you know you don't, you're okay with it. You know right. you just there's not a there's not a drive to have to be that person. Right. And I um, I I think there's a there's a real uniqueness in being able to play a backseat, right. play that backseat role, and and yet still have the gifts to be able to stand up and and lead so you know lead a group into whatever they need to do. So um, I think that it's just a it is a it is setting the it's kind of setting the uh, table if you mm-hmm. will setting the table to make it happen and it it starts from the starts from the minute you're putting any kind of materials out or you're right. communicating to the people here's here's what here's what this place is about here's mm-hmm. what you're going to come see you're going to you're going to experience the um all of these different pieces while you're here and do you, do you think that people in a role like yours um, do you feel like it's a thankless job? Um, to some degree, but I think you, you know, I hear enough from the people who come, right. uh, that how much they just think that this experience is basically divine, yeah, and, you know, and, and it's just, and, and so when you, when you hear them speak of their experiences at camp, mm-hmm. um, you know, that, that's that's the payoff. That's totally. it's, it, and it's you know that also it's not just me who right. did it. It's it's all the people, the whole, around, team. the whole team, all around me. Everybody's doing their job, and it just it plays itself out. So, um, so you, that's what you just said is what's kept you going for thirty plus years of camp ministry. Absolutely, knowing 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 that it's it's making a difference. Yeah. It's uh, it's so interesting, and it, it's like you, my, and your jobs are almost opposite. You know what I mean? And it, I, 
just speaking personally, it, sometimes it would be hard because the camp can be really draining and to feel at times when it's the winter and you're kind of like, what is happening? It's raining. And it's like, this is a thankless job. Yeah. Like I sometimes think that, yeah. but even more so for you. And I, I don't know, like, it's great to hear your perspective on that, that you at least wake up every morning and you're like, no, I know I'm making a difference because I know you are. And I think us on staff are, but not every guest knows who Bill Walton is. Sure. Right? Yeah. And well, I hate to disappoint you, but I don't wake up every morning <laughs> knowing that I'm making a difference. Okay. So I will say, yes, the winter times and the slow season, Mary Jean can contest that there was some, after, after the big buildup of the summers, yeah. there's a there's a huge crash. And, okay. And uh, so that, you that feel happened. like the rest of us. Oh, absolutely. Okay. For years I did. Okay. And so I'm just saying, so, so it, it changed with my role. Um, I, I wasn't as immersed in the day to day in some of these other positions and which is good you know it just it's a, it's another season of life and you're right. you're adjusting to what you need to do at the time and um, where you're needed so that's that's been a big part do you see yourself anywhere else besides camping ministry uh, Disneyland. Yeah, you are. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> you, you, I mean, that's a side thing, but you love uh, Disney. Absolutely. Well, again, they're 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 setting the table. They, totally. They, they've got this. They've got a story. They, um, there's a lot of things that you can learn about and, and emulate with what they do on stage, off stage. You've got the same kind of things when you're you've got your work crew. You know, when we were doing these some big program productions it's it's the same it's the same concept you you want to do things that uh set it up really well tell the story right. do the skit right um be you're, professional. yeah you're creating an experience for people absolutely and in our business we're creating an experience where hopefully you'll hear the gospel absolutely you know yeah, that, remember, that's the big difference i went to a seminar with a guy named bill mm-hmm. who works at mount herman and i think he toured like four seasons or something, you know, like what's the Ritz Carlton, I think. And he said the same thing. It's like, while our jobs are different, we are setting up our people for success. Like if their experience is bad, that comes back on us, you know? And, and when someone's experience is bad, it kind of has a potential to, in our world, distract them from what our goal is, which is to tell people about Jesus. So, and you feel that. Absolutely. Um, man, Bill, Long history. Long history. I'm sure that we could do another <laughs> podcast here where I could learn from mistakes you've made in the past. Oh, there's plenty of them. <laughs> or has your track record been perfect? No, no. no there's, right. there, I can think of several things, several times you just want to bury. <laughs> I think I think I've been doing camp ministry, like camping, for like five and a half years total, and I, and then we can kind of close with this. I, there's like this gap where people either do camping forever or you only do camping for a year or two and you just can't do it anymore. Right. You know, there's no like middle ground. I feel like sometimes, um, it's encouraging from my perspective, young guy over here, Hmm. 29, how old are you, Bill? 60. 60. All right. So 30 years there, (laughs) um, that you've been doing it so long. There's, there's hope for some of the younger guys. So, yeah, absolutely. And I think the, you know, we, we came to many, several times we've come to crossroads where we had to make a decision whether, uh, our family was going to be okay. And we Mm -hmm. needed to make some change in order to, to solidify that. And so, cause, cause that, that work can eat you up. You know, the, the amount of time that, that goes into having a successful 
you know, camping program takes right. a lot of effort. And if you don't have, you know, in some cases you don't have just this oodles of people helping you out. It, sometimes it's just one or two, three people and that's it. And, sure. and you can really get, you can get fried. And so you, at some point in time, things change. You get to kind of mold into a different, uh, different part of the, the ministry. And, and that's right. good. It's, it's, there's still fulfillment even when you don't have to be up front or right. you don't have to lead songs and all that stuff. Last question. Last one. Does your son know where first base is now? <laughs> he sure does. And his son, and I, I've told that story plenty of times. Okay. And his son knows where first base is, and his son is only four years old. So, though so we've we have <laughs> I have used that many many times as a as a turning point in my being a father uh, first and foremost that okay. where I was really short. So yeah, good man. Good. And then we spent many, many years on the baseball field. That, that was good. another, that was another thing. It was that having an outlet during all those long hours. We had the outlet of baseball and sports yeah. with our family and, and going to Disneyland. I'm glad that was it Reed. Ryan. 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 I'm glad that Ryan knows where first base is. Yes, I am too. All right, Bill, thanks again. Thanks, Christian, for having me.